Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello all, welcome to another episode of Shape of Work podcast. Joining us today we have Nitish Mehta, the co-founder and CEO of Integrator India. Hi Nitish, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well, Ankita. Thank you for uh, hosting me. You're most welcome. So, uh, Nitish, before we actually proceed with a bunch of questions, our audience wants to know: uh, Can we start with a little bit about yourself and your career journey? For sure, for sure. Uh, so, I think I like to think of my career journey starting from my final year internship. So that's kind of ten years back, rewinding to January two thousand twelve. Uh, luckily, it was with one of uh, the best places to work at SAP, a company that had uh, an amazing work culture and taught me a lot around the work-life balance uh, and other things around it. So I was working there for around five years with different locations in Bangalore, Gurgaon, and also a short stint at SAP headquarters in Germany. So during that time, I also got a chance to. make some great bonds uh, that later turned out to be my co-founders and business partners oh wow <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah so that continued for around 5 years and uh, think fast forward 5 years coincidentally january 2022 that would also be 5 uh, years for me in the entrepreneurial world and uh, an experience that has truly transformed me so Uh, during this time i've gone through the zero to one building journey twice uh, one of them was a fintech startup cash positive that dealt in b lending so that was uh, along with a couple of my friends from work and college and was recognized by yc startup school accelerator ventures accelerator program and water in india and uh, the other is integrator something that i've been working throughout this period so okay. at integrator we are working on one of the central problems in enterprise world which is integration okay, okay. we are focused on uh, making the distributed hr tech landscape which is becoming okay. more and more fragmented with new age startups coming in and solving the niche very well so okay. we are uh, kind of uh, solving it by a suite of our products called integrator platform that's great and it's been how long uh, the integrator is there uh, on live oh so it's been around for uh, around 5 years but actively uh, we've been uh, very engaged to working in the last 3 years okay okay and so also uh, as we know and as you just like you mentioned that culture impacts a lot of things you know like uh, employee productivity satisfaction retention rate etc so how should one define the culture and what are some of the things that they should keep in mind always 
Uh, so based on my experience, I would say culture is kind of defined uh, not just by you, but uh, I think the value system of the initial team you have, uh, be right. it founders or early team members. And uh, if you have the right people in uh, that value the right things, culture automatically shapes up according to it. So I think I give uh, the most priority to hiring right in uh, setting the right culture. Other things get taken care of. That's right. That's right. So true. Well said. Okay. And uh, about, because you said about hiring just now, do you think, uh, now what I thought thoughts about micromanaging and do you think CEO should micromanage hiring also? Okay. That's an interesting one uh, because uh, if I talk about micromanaging, that's something uh, I and we at our company are kind of totally against it because uh, I feel if there's a need to micromanage, then there's something wrong with uh, either the people you have along with you or the processes you have in place or the culture. Uh, at the same time, I think uh, I'm heavily uh, involved in micromanaging for the hiring activities. I would really advise it also for the initial uh, team building part. Right. Because these are the people who are going to shape up uh, the culture eventually. So if you right. take care of the hiring right, I believe you should not have to micromanage anything after that. That's for the process. Absolutely. I mean, that that's something really nice because if you get involved in hiring, I think the other steps, the, the other steps on the ladder, you don't have to micromanage. So that's the first, first step where you should get involved. Right. It's like... Uh, putting uh, the right efforts in the beginning so that you can grow the benefits later. So true. Yes, that's that's right. That's right. And uh, so uh, I also wanted if you can share some tips on designing a leadership self-reflection practice. For oh, sure. Uh, so I think self-reflection, be it on a leadership front or anything, anywhere for any individual is extremely important. Uh, it becomes more important uh, if you are acting as a leader in any capacity, in anywhere, because uh, mostly you will be just moving from one topic to another, setting off one fire after another, and uh, not getting enough time to just think and reflect. So it becomes even more important for you to take time off and get into a zone where you can analyze things over time. Right. So, I mean, this is uh, a very good example was, uh, so we had our uh, annual company catch up, uh, a virtual catch up because of uh, the current uh, times, uh, just last week. And we were just looking at the kind of things that we've been able to achieve in the year. So uh, maybe sprint over sprint things don't look very different, but if you just take time, pause and reflect over months and year, you will really see things changing. And that goes the same way, I would say, even uh, from a self-reflection practice. So yeah. getting into the right frame of things and focusing on both the goods and the not good part, and that's yeah. very important to have a right balance. So you can really make it better. Correct. And but when you talk about right balance, uh, I think the main challenge is there. How to do the right balance part, and uh, that becomes a little difficult sometimes, don't you think? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, you need to uh, see, even for a self-reflection, you need inputs coming from certain places. And these inputs you take up and analyze on your own, but you need to get input, be it through maybe your co-founders or your team. I believe uh, empowering the team to really share openly uh, something that they're liking or not liking. Uh, so we try to do that through team pulse or even some general retrospective meetings that we have. Okay. So those points also come in because uh, the goods at times uh, you can have some external factors telling you what's happening great, yeah. but uh, it takes more effort to ensure that you are also looking at things which otherwise might get missed by you. So that's where I think your people that you surround with, your team uh, becomes very important. Right, right. I think they are the one who will give you the honest feedback always. Yes, and it's important, I think, as a leader, you should be able to empower them to share that honest feedback. Honest feedback, right. And I think that's the reason the pulse is there in the picture. Yes. <laughs> okay. So uh, also, what are the major lessons you have learned from your uh, employees throughout the pandemic? All right. Um, okay. The pandemic is now pretty big. <laughs> uh, so I think we'll have to talk for uh, a longer period. It's been two years. Yeah. But I think uh, the beginning of the pandemic uh, and through the pandemic, it's been a very different journey. Yeah. So it was more about, about adapting to a completely different environment in the beginning. Yeah. So I would say resilience and the adaptability was extremely uh, two factors which you could see in everyone. Uh, the yeah. ability to quickly transform into a complete remote setup. Uh, right. Rethink how we are hiring, rethink how we are onboarding people. And to me, that felt like a much smoother activity in the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, the second part, which was due to the elongated pandemic, was the resilience and uh, that everybody who's now working for more than a year or one and a half years in a remote setup uh, with people you might have never met, which was a very true scenario till we did our first team meetup. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you gel up? How do you interact? And how do you make it easier for new colleagues to come in? So I think that really uh, showed a lot of uh, new learnings. And uh, I think another key factor was when we, when the country was going through that second wave in April, yeah. the inherent nature of helping others, which we were always looking at from an internal team. So yeah. people helping out each other to grow and do other things that kind of transformed to outside the team also. And yeah. uh, that in that was something really uh, bright to see. All right. So, what do you think? Uh, it's completely. I mean, I want to know your perspective. Working uh, from office and working remote. Which one you think is going well or will go well in the future? Oh, I'm a I'm a big proponent of remote work, but I feel it has to be balanced. Uh, with some offline uh, meets for sure. Right. So, right. Like, 
At Integrator, we are distributed across two continents. So one part of our company is in Germany, the other is in India. And even in India, we are spread across uh, countless cities, like right from the mountains in Himalayas to somebody in Kerala or somebody in Assam to Rajasthan. So we're all, we're all spread across, uh, even as a small team. And, uh, and yeah, it, it becomes important for this uh, remote culture to be complemented by that inherent need to really meet in person. Meet in person, yeah. So for us, we were lucky enough to time out two such meetups during this year. Okay. And wow. I think uh, the first one in Udaipur turned out to be the very first time where uh, colleagues met each other after any year plus. Wow. Most of these were onboarded during this phase. Uh, some freshers, some experienced colleagues who who seen different uh, working styles. Yes. But yeah, I think that was a pretty fun <laughs> and interesting <laughs> one. I'm sure. I, mean, I still remember uh, instances where, because if you're in a virtual setup and you've never met a person, you can't really gauge the height of anyone. Exactly. <laughs> so the very first thing everyone was doing was really understanding, oh, I mean, the video calls are deceptive. <laughs> this person <laughs> is six feet <laughs> and not. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So I think just complementing a remote setup by having virtual meetups through engagement platforms or uh, in-person meetups, be it in smaller cities or company-wide meetups whenever possible. Right. That's, that's, that's such a good thing, yes. Where we can complement and we can, you know, probably make, a, make something where we catch up every six months or once in a year. So that will be giving you that kind of a physical uh, meetup also and then remote obviously has that kind of uh, I think employees are loving him, uh, remote working according to LinkedIn and many other portals I go through for the reason they can work at their comfort and they are able to balance the work and work life so that that is a really nice thing uh, That's right. also, yeah go ahead please now we're just adding on to that uh, apart from uh, employees loving it one aspect which uh, sometimes get missed is uh, the outside work uh, learning. Because uh, if you've been in a non-remote setup, uh, you would realize that a lot of discussions and a lot of learning would also happen by the people you are around with. Yeah. So that's where I think post-work engagement or uh, the bonds that people are making even remotely uh, are very, very important. So you are able to continue that discussion even after a usual office uh, time. True, true. So I think initially employees and everyone actually found it a little difficult that how to adapt the remote culture, how to talk to people, the new hirees, they are so unknown to us. But now I think post that initial six to eight months, employees have got very used to and they're like very comfortable in the remote zone where they welcome even the new employees so gracefully virtually yes yes and i think it has a huge liberty i i know of some of our colleagues who um, i think most of them have gone back to their uh, hometowns 
but some of them uh, are working out of uh, maybe farms or the mountains that they never wow. really imagined right like, personally i'm uh, currently uh, i can see mountains out from my window right now and i oh, never wow. imagined that this could be a location yeah. to work on long term basis nice may i where are you located right now i'm uh, i'm in udaipur right now so okay. it's very <laughs> wow that's superb yeah that's really nice so uh, how what, is there any any tool what you use for internal communication like, like slack or ms teams or something uh, ms teams uh, the office uh, 365 is our go to okay but uh, i think uh, what we've also realized is mixing and matching certain things so apart from having our usual work meetings on teams mm-hmm. uh we've also tried certain virtual platforms like uh, uh you've come across gather town just yes. to mix yeah. and match and give right. an element outside so right. so we have our team meetups every week across the company and we were just okay. catching out in a snow setup with christmasy vibes yeah. there it's something like cosmos yes <laughs> it is beautiful yeah that that gives you a different vibrant feeling like while you're working in a very uh, happy go lucky environment it's very nice very nice to introduce yeah. such virtual setups yes thank you also uh, natish how can you uh, group managers into leaders um, who know how to take care of and motivate their teams so I believe culture plays an important part even here, uh, and that's because this activity starts even earlier. So it's not that uh, you suddenly become a manager. Uh, you have been growing as a team member uh, throughout your career, and uh, I think empowering the youngest team members to reach out and share their views, that building of building a culture where you're helping each other. kind of reflects even when you are leading a team so i can think of many instances where some of our colleagues who joined us uh, two years uh, three years back uh, joined us as individual contributors and right now they are mentoring many other people in the team wow so that aspect automatically is what a leadership is defined when you are helping others grow so right. and as a leader the job of this empowering others to achieve more becomes even important so if you can imbibe that somewhere as as a fresher is growing into an experienced person it would reap in benefits later now uh, i also want to ask you this important question the great resignation uh, this is a stark reminder of the importance of employee engagement or disengagement so what do you think uh, virtual event platforms can help employee engaging uh, employee engaging you think they are helping in, like you were talking about cosmos and many other platforms you think they are helping uh, to engage employees of course as it uh, if you are uh, on a normal teams call day in and day out without video uh it's a very different experience than having a video engagement looking another person and talking to them because yeah. as a human mind you get a lot of cues by visual not just by voice so oh. uh 
Additionally, mixing and matching up, breaking the monotony through these platforms of gather town, maybe catching up for gaming sessions on it, uh, those definitely help. And yeah, I think a personal yeah. connect is definitely required. Like if I uh, pick up certain examples of even from our team, I know of some colleagues who became best friends, although they had not met each other even after one year of working. So they only met each other after after a year, but they are some of the clo- closest friends right now. Wow. So I think just having an environment where people can do that, uh, not just uh, dictated by a few people, but a culture where it's anybody is able to share things openly. Uh, I mean, some of our colleagues keep building new new places. So when we have our catch-ups on gather town we come across a surprise room <laughs> which could yeah. be a new gaming place or maybe a all hands or an ama session space so those kind of things definitely add a bit of flavor to usual day-to-day activities that's great uh, okay so uh, unfortunately i'm running out of time i i was great talking to you we should definitely uh try to connect in future also but in case our uh, listeners want to reach out to you uh, nitish is linkedin the right place uh, yes uh, if anybody searches me on linkedin nitish mehta i think that would be uh, easy to find and be happy to connect and yeah help in any way i can perfect perfect so our listeners got the message thank you so much you have a nice day thank you ankita wish you to Bye.